0: Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I'm really happy that you're here with us today where we unpack the many, many ways to heal and clear anxiety, panic, and PTSD using lifestyle changes. Today, we'll be answering one of our listeners' questions. Thank you, Kelly, for sending your question in. And her question is around anxiety and controlling others' behaviors. This should be interesting, so I hope you'll stay tuned. You're listening to this show as an audio, so I know that you very well may be interested in some of the books we suggest here on audio. For the listeners of Anxiety Coaches Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This is a fabulous opportunity to download something like The New Codependency, Help and Guidance for Today's Generation from Melody BD. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash audible trial for your free book. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com slash audible trial. The link will also be in the show notes and on the website. So here we are. We've got Kelly's question and I'd like to read it. Hi, Gina. I hope this finds you well. I recently discovered your podcast and have come to really enjoy it. 25 years old and have suffered from anxiety for the last two years. My anxiety is centered around other people's actions. I tend to care too much about what my family is doing and try to control their behaviors or what they are doing in order to prevent a bad outcome. Additionally, a family member of mine has an unhealthy habit that gives me anxiety and I often find myself overthinking his actions and worrying about what could happen in any given situation. The episodes I've listened to in your podcast thus far have focused on only being concerned with yourself and forgetting about the other people in your life. For me, however, I feel like my anxiety is triggered by other people's actions, which cause me to feel anxious, and then it just spirals from there. Please let me know if this is a topic that can be addressed at all in an episode. Sincerely, Kelly. Kelly, thank you so much for sending that question. Kelly's question brings up a lot of issues, and so first I want to be clear that when we are addressing our own anxiety, panic, PTSD, any time we are healing or working on some of our own issues, We are obviously focused on our healing and our own work, but we are always in relationship with other people. And those people and their relationship to us is is also taken into consideration. We're not leaving people out, but we are certainly needing to focus a little bit more on our healing if we are not well, or we are not doing what we feel we need or could be doing. So Let's take our own healing. Taking care of ourselves, obviously, is what we need to do. If we all took care of ourselves, it would be a very nice world. And so we'll take care of ourselves. And then we want to be able to extend our love and our care to those around us. Very much so. And I love Kelly's question because it also brings up the idea that we can overcare for people around us and that that may be what triggers our anxiety, which sounds like what is happening to Kelly. You know, we all could understand the feeling of having occasionally thought, you know, if so-and-so would just do what I suggest or say, I could finally relax and be okay. It would eliminate so many problems down the road. And particularly with Kelly, she's dealing with someone who has some unhealthy behaviors that is around her and of course she can see possible pitfalls or things that could really fall apart from those behaviors and she's concerned about it. We need to understand the difference between being concerned and being anxious. We have concern and we begin to see where we can help not where we can be the end-all be-all and solve everything, but where we can help and where we are not helping. And we're not helping when we are falling into our own behaviors of anxious thinking and over-controlling. Let's begin by using the serenity prayer as a place to remind us that we there are things we control and there are things that we cannot. And here is the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And the key in that prayer is the wisdom to know the difference. We need to remember that we cannot control others. And this is extremely important when we are talking about adults, when we are talking about children, for teenagers, we have those are whole different issues. We have responsibility to those that are in our care. But when we are talking about healthy, productive adults, we have to remember where we end and where they begin responsibility-wise. Often the controller has the um, the feeling that they are preventing things like disasters with their obsessive focusing on all the possible problems. and that if they don't have this anxious feeling if they are not obsessively focusing on the problem of uh, the problems of others or the problems that others are dealing with that they that they're neglecting something and that something disastrous will happen this starts to fall toward obsessive thinking We want to be careful because we have to remember that we need to take care of ourselves first so that we can be a healthy contributor to other people's lives and not doing it just through our behaviors. Obviously, controlling is another red flag for anxiety behaviors. Controlling others is a red flag for an anxiety behavior. Attempts to control can really become compulsive. This is an attempt to reduce our anxiety. We do it as uh, we're doing it for ourselves. We're really not helping the other person. We are doing it compulsively to attempt to reduce our anxiety by covering all the bases of possible problems. Because we think if we worry about it that we're actually doing something, but we're not. And one of the things we need to remember with when we are dealing with fully fledged adults is that if they need help, they need to ask us. We can say that to our loved ones if you need help, please feel free to ask me. But giving advice, um, telling people how to do things, even pointing people in the right direction, when it's not asked for, begins to start to cross some boundaries. And depending who, obviously these boundaries are all flexible, right? Things change. Sometimes people need more of our help and they don't even know, they might not know that they could ask, and so we offer. But we need to be responsive to the other person's own desire to live their life in the manner that they are living it. So let's look at some ways that we can curb the anxious, controlling feeling that we need to control other people's behaviors. We can mindfully assess each situation as it comes up. Is what you're doing helping in the long run for this person? If not, this would be a beautiful time to consider other options. And one of those options is actually just stopping. This probably feels hard because I know Kelly, actually, it sounded a little bit like she felt we were saying, you know, not to focus on other people and only to focus on yourself, which when you're not well and you need to take care of yourself, you need to take care of yourself. But obsessively using your anxiety as a way to control other people is not healthy either. It's a way of of trying to make yourself feel better. So the best way to do, to look at it is to mindfully assess each situation. Is what you're doing helping in the long run? If it's helping, well then continue. But have a discussion with the person that you're helping and let them know that you're you're co-creating this situation with them. You know, don't be doing it for them. Do it with them. It's important that they also be involved in in what's happening. And if what you're doing is not helping, you want to consider other options. And the first one might be to simply stop doing it. Next, we want to look at uh, micromanaging as a part of your anxiety. Micromanaging is another red flag for uh, anxiety and It's looked upon as a good thing depending on what kind of situations you're in, but it really is harmful not only to you, but to the people around you. So, you wanna see this micromanaging when you find yourself doing it. You wanna look at it non judgmentally. Again, and consider slowing the process of the stimulus and to the response. Slow it down. Something happens, you don't need to do something right away. Slow that down even if it's just in your mind, and split open what's actually going on so you can see uh, where you can make a more mindful, wise mind choice versus an anxious reaction, right? Those anxious reactions will get us into trouble. It could be something like breaking a habit. You need to give yourself time and have self-compassion because this is hard to break when we have been... um, Maybe feeling over-responsible for the people around us, and maybe we are thinking that we're doing really good things for them, but it is causing us huge anxiety and stress in our own lives and letting us go down the wormhole. We're not even focusing on ourselves. We're taking care of others, maybe in a way that is not even helpful to them. It's very hard. I'm a parent of adult children. I know it's very hard to watch loved ones, family members, children make mistakes and have difficulty with things that are happening in their life and feel the pain. And we want to be there. If they need help, we can even offer, hey, if you need a hand, let me know. I'm here for you you want to talk, let me know. But we cannot do things for them. Not if they are adults. You want to give yourself, like I said, self-compassion around this because it's a very difficult kind of habit to break. And you want to think of some other things you can do in place of the usual reaction behavior. And that might mean uh, distracting. It may mean doing something particular for yourself. Or it may mean just reminding them that you're there for them if they need you, but not doing the work for them. Another thing, like I just mentioned, is to use some distraction if you're very uncomfortable with not reacting as usual. We have lots of shows, episodes on distraction. Go back and listen to those. Remind yourself what you can do to just get through that moment and then go on with using your wise mind and not taking care of other people. Yes, they may need your help. And so set boundaries. Again, asking them, how can I help you? What can I do for you? But make sure it's co-creating, not you taking care of another adult. So use your distraction if that feels uncomfortable, because if you've been doing it for a long time, Callie, you will feel uncomfortable when your anxiety rises and is telling you to go take care of something for someone else. You'll feel uncomfortable and like you have to go and do it, but slow the process down and remind yourself that you want to ask yourself like in that serenity prayer again, Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, and we cannot change other people. So that's asking ourselves to come to the place of acceptance. Once again, that's another thing we have to accept, face and accept. So we'll use our distraction to just feel a little bit better. Maybe that means we have to go do for a walk to get out of the situation. Maybe we 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 want to calm ourselves down by saying a little five-minute mantra prayer or meditation for ourselves. We may only have a second, so we're going to just feel the fabric on our clothes to say, okay, I'm right here, I'm still here, I'm uh, okay, and this too shall pass. And and sit with a feeling. Just don't be hard on yourself. Remember, you're going to do everything you can for people who ask you for help, And you're also going to do everything you can to take care of your own self. So another thing we want to do is to totally restrain from helping, fixing, or advising adults, like I said earlier, unless help is asked for. So these can be rules that we can just remember in ourselves. When we find that we want to go and fix things, And it happens. It happens if someone is having habits around you, Kelly, that is not healthy. You see their downfall. You see where they need to be propped up or helped. And if they ask you for help, by all means, be there with them. Make it a team effort. Do what you can for them and totally love them and have compassion for them along the way. But do not rush in. The rushing in to help, fix, or advise adults is not our place. Again, I know it's not easy, especially if you've been in a home or a situation, a living situation where there are dysfunctional patterns going on. You know, that really can feed into our anxiety because we feel like we can't relax unless we smooth everything out for everyone around us and that simply isn't true we can find our safe haven in ourselves it's that place i talk about behind your heart that wise mind it's always calm it's it never your wise mind and your precious place in you call it your soul behind your heart your your ultimate being it doesn't react it just is still and calm. It will talk to you and give you messages, but it's never in a hurry and it's never reactive. And that's the place we can go for ourselves. Even in the midst of things going on around us that we don't approve of, that we wish we could fix and change, we can still go to our own place of peace. And when you have anxiety, you have to build that little island of peace inside yourself because life is always going to be in turmoil here and there. We can never predict what life will throw at us, but we do have our own little island of inner peace. I also think it's good to remember we all make mistakes and we all learn from them. And we learn from them at our own speed and in our own way. Each person, those people around us, no matter how close they are, they have their own life to live, their own lessons to learn. And we do a lot of that by learning from our mistakes, from falling down, dusting ourselves off, and going forward. We cannot... Take that away from other people. They need to learn in their own manner, and we don't always know what that is for them. We want to remember to sit with the discomfort of not helping. This this is definitely going to trigger your own anxiety as it feels very stressful to let others fail or fall down or make possible mistakes, especially when you see the way out, when you see if they just did X, Y, and Z, everything would be okay. And you're feeling, and then if you're okay, I can be okay. But it just isn't the way it is. We have to be okay just within ourselves, even when these things are going on around us. When we've been controlling or trying to control another in the past, this is going to feel uncomfortable. So, Know ahead of time, this is going to be triggered, but you can sit with the discomfort. You can, again, do a little bit of distracting, but don't distract to the point that you're you're not with it. Stay with the discomfort in a manner that says, mm, I can do this. This is just an uncomfortable feeling, such as anxiety, that needs to come along with me as I continue on my day without doing what my normal reaction would be. It's okay. This too shall pass. And be kind to yourself because this is a very, very, very big shift and uh, people around you will notice it, but your anxiety, your helping in anxiousness and through being triggered is not helping in the way that you think it is. It's trying to smooth things out to make them better for your own well-being and feeling at ease. And I know this personally. I, I know this very well, Kelly. We could probably have a nice chat uh, over tea with this because I know this personally. I did this for a long time when I was anxious and thinking that I, if I could just take care of everything and everyone around me, everything would be okay. And I could relax and be at ease finally. It's not true. I had to come to the place of ease first. I came to a place of ease and everything around me changed. So that's the way it goes. The last and final point I want to make is to be sure to find support. Now, I mean that because it can be lonely to think that you're making these changes. And obviously, the people around you that you have been controlling are going to be kind of curious as to what's going on. And they may not be happy about it, or maybe they will be, but it could be a problem. Either way, you want to find support uh, with either your anxiety or with the dysfunction that's happening in the home. You can listen to the podcasts. Just grab them, listen to them, see if they help you become uh, centered in yourself. Join our group coaching, join our uh, free Facebook group and talk to people on there about it. Or if you're feeling like this has really gone into codependency and that you are really kind of um, anxious, very anxious around your helping others, I highly suggest going to Al-Anon. They have many, many people in those rooms that struggle with this thing called codependency because they are all in there because they love someone who has um, some sort of an addiction or dysfunctional pattern in their life. They're natural helpers, and they're people who have overhelped to their own detriment. And so they'll they'll show you the way out. Those rooms are filled with love and hope and peace. And so, whatever we can't help you with here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, please jump into one of those 12 step groups. And um, actually, Alanon is the one to go to if you feel like you are an overhelper. I hope that this has been helpful to you, Kelly, and I hope that this has been helpful to everyone else who is listening. We all struggle with wanting those around us to feel peace and love, and we sometimes feel like it is our job to show them the way. So the best way that we can show them is by living it ourselves, by living a life of peace and ease and gracefully moving through the challenges that life will always keep throwing at us. Take care of yourself and move forward and be sure to let us know here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast if we can be of help. That's it for this episode. But before I read today's quote, again, I want to offer you the opportunity to join that uh, group coaching that I talk about here and there. It's really a good place to get on the, uh, you know, further on the path here at the podcast. We offer you a start, but with more personal guidance and great group of people around you. The sky's the limit. So I invite you to sign up for our group coaching membership. It's a deep dive into what you learn on these episodes. We go deeper and more personal. You receive two anxiety clearing skill sheets monthly. You receive two monthly recorded group coaching calls that you can attend live or listen to the recordings and a secret Facebook group for coaching community support all month long. Jump in and stay as long as you need. If you're interested and you're serious about clearing your anxiety panic, then go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching and join today. I'd love to see you in the group. And now for today's quote. Today's quote is from Michelle Rosenthal. Being in control is a major PTSD and trauma coping mechanism. Learning to release control is a major recovery